What is up, Fly Cool Shit Army? Episode 3, happy Friday. It is Friday, October 2nd. October already. Holy cow. For uh, all the crap going on in 2020, this uh, year is actually kind of flying by kind of quick. Um, welcome back to the show. How cool was uh, Jeff Petroselli on last episode? Got a lot of good feedback from that episode. Really appreciate you guys reaching out and letting me know how the episode went. Um, some things are in the works. I'll say that. Some things are in the works. Stay tuned for more uh, cool stuff from uh, him and I, hopefully. Yeah, we got some things brewing, so that'll be fun. But it was great having him on. Um, I didn't get anybody lined up this week, so I thought I'd just come on and ramble alone a little bit. Um, some some cool things to talk about. I did want to talk about um, a couple things that aren't aren't the funnest to talk about, but uh, today marks the one-year anniversary of losing our uh, beloved B-17-909 and uh, two of her crew and, of course, five uh, passengers on board. Um, to this, see here. This year would be, I think, year five um, that I've been a volunteer for Collins Foundation or that I would have flown. This would be my fifth season flying for Collins. Uh, flying the B-17 and B-24 and, and B-25. Uh, so the, obviously um, with that crash, kind of um, put all of that stuff on hold. Um, the exemption letters are all pulled and uh, need to be reissued by the FAA. And so Collins is going through all that process to uh, to get that issued. Uh, we have a second B-17 that was already in the works being restored, um, affectionately called Mouse, Outhouse Mouse. And that'll be great to get. Hopefully, um, that all kind of still happens. Um, but between that and obviously the pandemic, um, no flying this year, warbird-wise, with callings. Um, and then uh, a few days ago, I guess, well, maybe last week, uh, we uh, lost Old Glory uh, B-25. Um, the crew had an emergency landing and landed in a field there. And that was a... Uh, same friends, uh, you know, we all, it, it's funny, um, in the Warbird community, I mean, it's a, it is a real community. We say Warbird community, you know, aerobatic community. Um, these are real communities. And, and when you start flying things like this, um, it, it definitely happens in the airline world, but obviously, uh, you know, an airline accident, it's very far, it's far and few between now. Um, even in the general, general aviation space, you know, there's, there's certainly crashes and, and, um, you know, a couple times a year, you know, one, somebody will know somebody that's died in a, in a general aviation accident. But when it comes to, um, air racing, warbirds, aerobatics, test pilot stuff, um, anything that's kind of, uh, I hate to use the term high risk, but higher risk, you know, is, is probably not, not too bad of a term. Uh, you know, you always, we're, we're tighter knit cause less people do it. So everybody kind of knows everybody. And it's just an unfortunate, um, uh, it's just an unfortunate component of, of being a part of this community is, uh, you know, you lose friends and, uh, I'll never forget the text messages as they started rolling in, in the calls about, uh, 909 last year. And so when old glory went in, I was just getting ready to go to bed. Um, she had bellied in, but crew survived by the way. Um, thank goodness. In fact, I just uh, just hung out with uh, 
uh, one of the crew members last night, which was, it was great to see him. He's recovering, doing fine. Um, road to, he's got a road to recovery, and all three crew members have a, a road to recovery. But, uh, yeah, it happened kind of in the evening, and I remember getting a, a text from a buddy saying, hey, uh, Old Glory just went in. And that feeling that you get when you don't know what's going on, because people start hearing things, and then they just start shooting texts out, like, hey, have you heard anything? We don't know what's going on. Um, luckily, very quickly, we heard that everybody had survived. It was just an, um, you know, an off-field landing um, uh, of an unspecified emergency nature. Uh, and I'm, I'm not here to talk about... I, I won't talk about it with Old Glory, and I won't talk about it with 909, just because, uh, you know, as, as much as I am into accident investigation and have practiced accident in investigation with previous companies, I, I'm, not, um, I'm not qualified nor do I actually want to talk about the specifics of the accident, why it happened, or, or um, probable causes, or, or chain of events leading up to, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's, there's other podcasts and certainly qualified people that are, that are doing that. And that's, um, you know, out of respect to not only people that have lost their lives, but uh, the friends and family of, of those that we know and, um, and love you know, I'm not going to speculate on any of that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to talk about that with 909, even though that's that happened a year ago. And, and um, you know, there's uh, there's an NTSB prelim on, on 909 already. And, um, you know, more will be coming out, I'm sure. Um, but uh, as far as Old, old Glory goes, um, just super, super thankful um, that uh, once those text messages started rolling in of, of hey, um, something happened. Um, we've quickly, very quickly found out that the crew had survived and, and had made their way out and, um, two were hospitalized. I'm, so, I'm sorry, all three were hospitalized, but one was released very quickly. And then, um, the two followed a few days after and, and they're recovering. Um, there's some injuries that are, that are going to be, um, a, you know, physical therapy and, and some surgeries and, and things like that. But thank goodness they got out. So, um, kind of ominous that, uh, you know, Old Glory crashed uh, close to a year of 909 uh, with uh, crew members that you know and love that you've flown with these organizations. You know, um, all three guys on board were Collins guys, and, and they're great guys. And so it was it was just such a relief to hear that they were okay. Um, a little bit about 909 since it's the year anniversary. Um, you know, that's an airplane. Uh, for me personally, gosh... That airplane has been touring with the Collins Foundation, I think, close to 30 years. Um, I should know that off the top of my head. Um, probably uh, probably close to, uh, to 30 years. I, I know um, Livermore, California uh, was one of their biggest stops. And it was one of their oldest stops. And they, I forgot what we celebrated there last year. I flew the B-17 there last year. Um... I think it, I want to say it's, I got the, the number 18 in my head and I got the number 22 in my head. So it's, regardless, it's been a long time um, that, that Collins has operated 909 and that has been touring. So uh, for me, I mean, that would have been, if let's say it's 20 years ago, I would have been, I would have been 18, 38 now. And so I've been, I've been seeing these airplanes come to the Bay Area, come to Concord, uh, Livermore, Moffitt uh, for, you know, Gosh, I mean, half my life, a little less than half my life. And so I, I obviously admire these airplanes and love these airplanes. I, I've always loved flying and loved airplanes. And so how could you not love the fact that these airplanes tour the country uh, and give rides and 
and and ground tours uh, to the public. It's, it's it's super cool. So always always admire those those airplanes, and they would always come to the Bay Area right around Memorial Day, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and they would hit Livermore and be there for Memorial Day. And so it was huge crowds. And it was just so much fun that time of year because, you know, you'd be like driving around and then all of a sudden you just hear the the uh, the rumble of a B-17 or a B-24 and uh, it's just so cool to see. And so I was always kind of that kid of, you know, grabbing the fence and, and, and looking from the outside and it was just such an honor uh, to be able to flyer and, and be a part of uh, Collins Foundation after watching this airplane fly for so many years. And I looked it up at one point. Um, 909 has flown... I want to say it's 100,000 people. It's insane how many people uh, she flew. Um, so, you know, just a real uh, tragedy on so many levels. Uh, Mac McCauley and Mike Foster were the pilot and co-pilot on, on, on board. Um, they unfortunately uh, lost their lives. Mac, um, anybody that has been around Warbirds, he was the highest time B-17 pilot of anybody in history. And... What a prolific character Mac McCauley was. Real name was Ernest, and he hated that name. So everybody called him Mac. But uh, he, he was just such an interesting guy. He's very set in his ways. Um, he's legendary. And in fact, in his death, we're all kind of finding out he's more secretive and legendary than we would ever know. And so <laughs> um, I know that it's, it's kind of cryptic to say without elaborating, but he just... Um, he kind of made it purposeful that like nobody could really track him and he just kind of lived out on the road with that airplane and he'd take small breaks here and there a month at a time um you know go fly a steerman down in chino or he had um gosh i think he had an aronka champ in um havasu and so he'd go you know take take a break here a month here you know maybe a month there but other than that for the better part of um, for Mac personally, at least a decade. I, I can't remember how long he's been with the Collins Foundation. Um, I, I don't know if it's touching two decades, but it, it might be uh, might be close. That that he's been with that airplane ever since. And the story goes, um, and that at least this is what I was told. I don't think he told this to me, but basically the 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 tour stopped in Chino or somewhere near there, and uh, he flew his Stearman out and just kind of tagged along with the with the tour and i think somebody said hey man you want to come fly the b-17 and he was like sure and i mean ever since and then he became part of that airplane i mean mac and 909 you couldn't talk or think about one without the other they were intrinsically linked they were the same soul which was so um unique in this in this industry, because you you really have care. I mean, we are we're caretakers of these wonderful airplanes, and you know outfits like uh, CAF and um, the Collins Foundation, and, and there's so many other um, small smaller organizations that that protect the legacy of these airplanes and share the leg legacy of these airplanes and. Um, allow the public to cherish and learn living history. And we are really just the caretakers of these, these wonderful airplanes, you know, and he, uh, took it to, I mean, he took it to a totally different level with, um, 909. I mean, th those, those two were really, really one in the same. Um, so it's, it's an ironic, um, but 
tragically befitting end, I guess, that they that they kind of left together, uh, which is weird to say, but um, in, in an odd way, Mac probably would have wanted it that way. Um, unfortunately, 909 was were probably getting ready to retire her uh, in the next season or two and bring out Mouse, which would have been um, great for him to see because he... Um, was really looking forward to flying that airplane one tour and then kind of retiring, but, um, but yeah, so is, you know, weird feelings today, definitely weird feelings today, kind of a somber day. Um, uh, a bunch of buddies got together last night, which was amazing. Um, uh, one buddy was here from the East coast. He, he's just recently moved to Austin, but, uh, it was a New York guy, but he's out here visiting with his girlfriend and, uh, it was great to see him because I hadn't seen him in, in, you know, I don't know, maybe two years. But, you know, with the Collins Foundation, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, you're, um, I, I can equate this to the military. I mean, I remember this being in the Navy where you, you had this common mission and you felt this greater good, this greater mission in, inside yourself. And so anything you did was to protect or to further this mission. So you, you had this camaraderie, this brotherhood and sisterhood that was very, very unique. And, um, I mean, I didn't see any frontline combat, but, um, that, that takes it just to a whole nother level of like trust and love and, um, connection. And I hadn't felt anything like that. I mean, I felt that in the, in the Navy. Um, and I still talked to people that I was in the Navy with, I mean, uh, there's just, there's something unique there. It's, it's something installed, uh, you know, it's issued by the military, right? Um, camaraderie, you know, it's, it's issued. So <laughs> once you're in the military, you kind of, you, you get it. And for people that aren't in the military or have not been in the military, it's hard to kind of explain what that means, what that feels like. Um, and I hadn't felt anything like that since, um, I, uh, until I joined, uh, the Collins Foundation. And so you don't see a lot of these people every day, but you see them and it's like you never left. It's not, it's like you saw them. It's like you just picked up right where you left off. It's, it's like a best friend, even though that might not be somebody that you are a best friend with. Um, certainly, um, anybody that's uh, on the crew, I mean, I'd, I'd give my shirt off the shirt off my back for, they could stay at my house. It's, it's one of those kind of things. So, um, it was really great to see everybody last night. Um, some, some, Faces that that are local that I get to see every now and again. Uh, still love seeing them every time I get to see them. I don't see them enough, and then and then some faces that I don't get to see very often, which was really really fun. So, kind of got together, um, cheers some beers, and, and kind of talked old stories, and and that's always just such a blast. Cause um, especially stories with Mac. I mean that that guy had I mean he, just insane stories. The, the stories were endless coming out of out of Mac's mouth and it's fun to kind of share some of those stories and and share some um just some you know yeah just kind of shoot the shit so uh, that was good um definitely today is a day of remembrance for uh, everybody you know five people lost their lot or five passengers bystanders kind of lost their I guess bystanders we call them riders and so um that sounds like a very unprofessional term, but they're not passengers, and that gets to—that's a whole legal thing of why they're not passengers. Um, they're riders. Um, so five people lost their lives in the back, and then uh, two in the front. And yeah, you know, it's just—it's real heavy. You know, it's real heavy. But um, 
we definitely celebrate, you know, their lives and, and hopefully, you know, the Collins Foundation um, can get Mouse buttoned up, put together, and and hopefully we can get an exemption letter and, and fly. Um, you know, gosh, I don't know that 2021 is going to happen, but it would be amazing to see 2022, uh, the Wings of, Wings of Freedom Tour, come back out and tour. It's a really neat tour if, if you guys aren't familiar um, it's basic. We call it a living history tour, and the the airplanes that that fly on the tour rotate ever so slightly. Uh, for a long time, we didn't have Tondaleo or B twenty five, and then for a little while we had a Sky Raider out. Uh, then we just had our P forty. Um, gosh, I think it was, yeah, this year. No, sorry, I mean twenty nineteen um, was was her first year on tour. But um, typically, it'd be the, the our B-25, Tondaleo, um, for, for the last few years, she's been out regularly. B-24, Witchcraft, and B-17909. And then uh, we had a P-51, Betty Jane. And then she went to uh, kind of retired her for restoration and then brought out to Loose Nuts, our, our TF-51. And they basically go from Florida and tour the entire country and go back to Florida uh, over the span of about 10 and a half months. And uh, it's a really, really cool and unique tour. Uh, most, uh, I mean, the reach of Collins Foundation is unlike any other organization that I know of. I mean, there's certain, you know, EAA chapter airplanes that, that tour um, nationally, but you, you still don't see the reach of uh, Collins Foundation as far as number of airports um, hit per year. And the model, I mean, to be fair, you know, some of these organizations like the CAF, they really, their model is, is air shows. I mean, they're not, they're not typically in the ride program business, although they do, uh, do that with, with a, a lot of their airplanes, but, uh, the Collins Foundation doesn't really do air shows. It's, it's more of, um, paid rides, paid tours, and they just, it's kind of a circus, uh, traveling circus in that way. And they just hop from airport to airport and put up a sign and say, Hey, want to go for a ride? Give us some cash and, and let's go. And so it's just a really fun, unique organization. The The people are just, I, I like I said, I'm 38 years old. I have almost 7,000 hours of flight time in a bunch of different stuff. But it's it's so fascinating when I either fly with somebody from the Collins Foundation or when, I, when I'm near, um, you know, the group, whether we're hangar flying or getting an airplane ready, I'm, I'm intimidated. I mean, these, these. Uh, men and women are so talented. They're so knowledgeable. Some of the most talented people um, fly for Collins Foundation, and and a lot. There's a lot of cross cross flying between organizations too. A lot of them fly for CAF or EAA or um, you know pick a uh, pick an organization, and and they, they you know a lot of them fly for multiple, but uh, just really really talented people that are truly amazing. So. It's fun to just kind of reflect on on happy thoughts of Collins Foundation. I, I just forever grateful for get, uh, being given the opportunity to even fly these airplanes. Uh, it's so much fun. So anyway, that's that's kind of uh, what I'm thinking about today. But um, yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. Um, let's see here. Acro wise, aerobatic wise, IAC wise. Um, so many competitions have been getting canceled, and knock on wood, um, Borrego Acrofest has not been canceled yet. So um, IAC 36 is putting this on. 
in Borrego. October, oh gosh, October 8th through the 12th, there we go. Um, so that's a good one in California. In fact, that's I think that's the last one, and that might be the only one. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything, anything else went off in California. I can't remember. Maybe Apple Valley. But um, yeah, so if you hear this, this will hopefully come out today, the second. But if you're like, hey, um, I've never been to a contest. Kind of want to see what this is about. Reach out to somebody from Chapter 36. Um, you know, just send an email and say, hey, I just want to come out. I don't know what I want to do. I may not, you may not even want to compete, but you just want to come out, take a look. You know, obviously competitions aren't air shows, but, um, you know, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, one of those things kind of touching back to, uh, you know, hanging around a bunch of Warbird pilots talking, you know, shooting the shit, drinking beer or hangar flying. That's kind of my favorite place to be is around a bunch of pilots shooting the shit. Um, and one of those areas that you just, you learn so much carnal knowledge on is, is, you know, in contests, uh, just kind of shooting the shit, just hanging out. So, um, if you want to compete, great, go compete, go, uh, sign up. If you want to just hang out, go hang out. If you want to just bring a couple cases of beers and be like, Hey, I want to just hang, do it. Um, you know, talking to Jeff last, uh, last week about this, you know, participation's down. We got to get people out to these airports, me included. I can't even. I can't even make Borrego. I mean, first of all, I don't have an airplane, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, you know, the more people that can get out to these contests, the better. The more visibility we can get to contests, the perception of aerobatic flying will change. And uh, and I, I more speak to the non-flying public on that. You know, with noise complaints and uh, just complaints in general, especially now with ADSB. Um, I've had it happen to me. A couple times and I know people have had it happen to them where they've gotten calls from the FAA I've gotten calls from the airport manager um, where they've shown my ADSB track and fortunately from where I am at uh, Concord Airport Charlie Charlie Romeo and going just um, just east of the airport you know, it's probably about five six minutes as the uh, the crow flies um, over to what we call the Mount Diablo practice area, which is just north of Mount Diablo, if you guys are familiar. Um, there's no airways as of now. Again, knock on wood. Um, and it's in a really good area, but um, it is residentially, <laughs> that's a word, uh, it is starting to encroach on that area a little bit. So kind of the outer boundaries of like what we, what we would use as the box there. Um, and I use kind of a, a looser box than, and pro than probably the guys that are, you know, conditioning for a contest just because... I go up high. I'm a giant wuss. I like altitude, so I'll go up to 5,000 feet, 4,500, 5,000 feet, and, and uh, do training up there or, or do my, my solo flying up there just because I'm not, I'm not practicing for competition right now just because I'm not competing. Um, but, the, yeah, the housing developments are kind of just starting to encroach on the edge, the edges of the box there. And so um, perception is a real funny thing. You know, you might be 4,000 feet up and two miles away laterally from – a residential area, but this person, uh, you know, takes a picture and then tracks your ADSB and then sends it and complains. And so th there's this real weird, um, that's going to be real weird. ADSB is going to be really weird because anybody can look it up. So getting people out, 
and getting the public involved, getting more uh, more visibility, more perception on on contests will will just will only help our cause just because, um, you know, aerobatic flying, contest flying, competition flying. It's a really safe endeavor. It's it's done very safely and and within very strict confines. So. Uh, the more people that understand that element of it and that it's not just some reckless air show or, or barnstorming, barnstorming uh, the better. So hopefully this contest goes off. I mean, um, it's what, a week away? So knock on wood. I think there was a contest that was just supposed to go on last week and it canceled last minute and I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in the Midwest. So hopefully that, that doesn't cancel. All right, on to my airplane. I have no idea what's going on with my airplane. Today marks three weeks uh, since I heard it was going to be two to three weeks, <laughs> and I haven't heard anything. So that's unfortunate. This is, it's been a real bummer trying to uh, maintain sanity during these pandemic times and not having an airplane to fly. Um, it is what it is, though, right? We do other things. But it'd be nice to have that airplane to go up and get away from it all and, and, and go fly. Because, you know, for no other reason, I just freaking love flying the extra. I just love that airplane. It's a phenomenal airplane. It's so much fun. Um, it, it's just, yeah. I know I'm biased. I don't care. It's a fun airplane. What else? Um... I got some pretty good guests coming up. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say who they are. Who, who they are. Uh, we'll just kind of wait and see on that. But um, I've got some good people lined up. I uh, just have to make schedules align. I'm going to try to get this out regularly once a week. So if you hear me talk, it's because I wasn't able to line up somebody's schedule properly. But um, my goal is to kind of can some of these and uh, get it out um, on a regular schedule every Friday, hopefully, or something like that. So... But uh, that'll be fun coming up. Um, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to cover Warbird-wise. You guys getting a lot of flying in? Acro flying in? I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, I'm kind of thinking about uh, uh, Jeff's comments and, and Jeff's role in um, the advanced team and, and looking at some other people. Uh practicing that are on the advanced and unlimited teams right now and just kind of it's just really interesting to, to see their practice their journey for lack of a better word that sounds kind of cheesy but um i really really like the the social media aspect of of people putting their flying out and and kind of do showing what they're doing right now because it i think about this element a lot of you know, what are, what are the teams doing? What are the people that are, you know, these, this is not, it's not professional flying in the sense that these people aren't getting paid, but you know, this is essentially a job. Obviously you got to make it fun as Jeff said, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put in the work too. You can't just slack off and you can't say, well, Nats isn't happening. Uh, my local contests aren't happening. I'm just, I don't care. Cause you can't, you can't do that. I mean, you know, for all intent and purpose, you know, you're an athlete at this level and you got to maintain a one you got to maintain a skill two you got to maintain the physical three uh, sorry two you got to maintain the uh, physiology and three you got to get better because uh, everybody else is getting better you know everybody in, over in Europe right now is getting better uh, so 
the U.S. teams can't rest on their laurels. Um, so it's been kind of fun to watch uh, the teams practice and, and, and maintain and, and get ready for the next you know, big push, uh, whatever that may be. We'll see, we'll see what that brings. I have no idea. Whether that's, uh, I guess that's going to Worlds, as long as that happens, um, we'll see. But that's been kind of fun uh, to, to watch online. Um, let's see what else is going on here. You know, I don't have a whole lot else. Maybe we'll wrap it up. I'm hoping to go get this airplane. I really want to go get my airplane. Um, I really want to go get my airplane. Did I mention that? I'm ready. I'm ready to go get my airplane. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully I you know, get the good news here uh, You know, the next few days. Like, hey, we're done. Come get it. And I can make the journey out to Florida and then, then head home. Um, get that airplane back in the hangar and then get some flying done. I've got people that want to fly it too. Got people that have booked UPRT sessions and aerobatic sessions. I think I have one spin recovery lesson booked, so that'll be fun. And then I gotta get myself reconditioned. So yeah, it's gonna be a process, but it'll be a lot of fun. All right, y'all. I'm gonna call this one. Thank you so much for listening. Fly Cool Shit, Episode 3. www.flycoolshit.com is the, uh, the website. There's not a whole lot on there. If you subscribe to us on, uh, on iTunes, um, you're pretty much getting all the info that I'm putting out. We are on Spotify now. So if, uh, if you're a Spotify person, just search for uh, Fly Cool Shit on Spotify and everything will just be uh, you know, updated on there like, like iTunes would be. Uh, you can download it on Podbean and you can... Uh, just download it right from the website. So if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. But uh, yeah, we are now on uh, on Spotify, so that's cool. And uh, you can check out my website, www.mp-aviation.com for more information on me or more information on uh, flying the extra or getting some lessons. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks.